chapter eleven of the duel by anton chekhov translated by constance garnett eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter eleven you look as though you were coming to arrest me said von koren seeing samoylenko coming in in his full-dress uniform i was passing by and thought suppose i go in and pay my respects to zoology said samoylenko sitting down at the big table knocked together by the zoologist himself out of plain boards good morning holy father he said to the deacon who was sitting in the window copying something i'll stay a minute and then run home to see about dinner it's time I i'm not hindering you not in the least answered the zoologist laying out over the table slips of paper covered with small writing we are busy copying ah oh my goodness my goodness sighed samoylenko he cautiously took up from the table a dusty book on which there was lying a dead dried spider and said only fancy though some little green beetle is going about its business when suddenly a monster like this swoops down upon it i can fancy its terror yes i suppose so is poison given it to protect it from its enemies yes to protect it and enable it to attack to be sure to be sure and everything in nature my dear fellows is consistent and can be explained sighed samoylenko only i tell you what i don't understand you're a man of very great intellect so explain it to me please there are you know little beasts no bigger than rats rather handsome to look at but nasty and immoral in the extreme let me tell you suppose such a little beast is running in the woods he sees a bird he catches it and devours it he goes on and sees in the grass a nest of eggs he does not want to eat them he is not hungry but yet he tastes one egg and scatters the others out of the nest with his paw then he meets a frog and begins to play with it when he has tormented the frog he goes on licking himself and meets a beetle he crushes the beetle with his paw and so he spoils and destroys everything on his way he creeps into other beast holes tears up the ant hills cracks the snail's shell if he meets a rat he fights with it if he meets a snake or a mouse he must strangle it and so the whole day long come tell me what is the use of a beast like that why was he created i don't know what animal you are talking of said von koren most likely one of the insectivora well he got hold of the bird because it was incautious he broke the nest of eggs because the bird was not skilful had made the nest badly and did not know how to conceal it the frog probably had some defect in its colouring or he would not have seen it and so on your little beast only destroys the weak the unskilful the careless in fact those who have defects which nature does not think fit to hand on to posterity only the cleverer the stronger the more careful and developed survive and so your little beast without suspecting it is serving the great ends of perfecting creation yes 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 by the way brother said samoylenko carelessly lend me a hundred roubles very good there are some very interesting types among the insectivorous mammals for instance the mole is said to be useful because he devours noxious insects there is a story that some germans sent wilhelm i a fur coat made of moleskins and the emperor ordered him to be reproved for having destroyed so great a number of useful animals and yet the mole is not a bit less cruel than your little beast and is very mischievous besides as he spoils meadows terribly von koren opened a box and took out a hundred rouble note the mole has a powerful thorax just like the bat he went on shutting the box the bones and muscles are tremendously developed the mouth is extraordinarily powerfully furnished 
if it had the proportions of an elephant it would be an old destructive invincible animal it is interesting when two moles meet underground they begin at once as though by agreement digging a little platform they need the platform in order to have a battle more conveniently when they have made it they enter upon a ferocious struggle and fight till the weaker one falls take the hundred roubles said von koren dropping his voice but only on condition that you're not borrowing it for laevsky and if it were for laevsky cried samoylenko flaring up what is that to you i can't give it to you for laevsky i know you like lending people money you would give it to kerim the brigand if he were to ask you but excuse me i can't assist you in that direction yes it is for laevsky i am asking it said samoylenko standing up and waving his right arm yes for laevsky and no one fiend or devil has a right to dictate to me how to dispose of my own money it doesn't suit you to lend it to me no the deacon began laughing don't get excited but be reasonable said the zoologist to shower benefits on mr laevsky is to my thinking as senseless as to water weeds or to feed locusts to my thinking it is our duty to help our neighbours cried samoylenko well in that case help that hungry turk who is lying under the fence he's a workman and more useful and indispensable than your laevsky give him that hundred rouble note or subscribe a hundred roubles to my expedition will you give me the money or not i ask you tell me openly what does he want money for it's not a secret he wants to go to petersburg on saturday so that is it von koren drawled out aha we understand and is she going with him or how is it to be she's staying here for the time he'll arrange his affairs in petersburg and send her the money and then she'll go that's smart said the zoologist and he gave a short tenor laugh smart well planned he went rapidly up to samoylenko and standing face to face with him and looking him in the eyes asked tell me now honestly is he tired of her tell me yes is he tired of her yes yes samoylenko articulated beginning to perspire how repulsive it is said von koren and from his face it could be seen that he felt repulsion one of two things alexander davidich either you are in the plot with him or excuse my saying so you are a simpleton surely you must see that he is taking you in like a child in the most shameless way why it's as clear as day that he wants to get rid of her and abandon her here she'll be left a burden on you it is as clear as day that you will have to send her to petersburg at your expense surely your fine friend can't have so blinded you by his dazzling qualities that you can't see the simplest thing that's all supposition said samoylenko sitting down supposition but why is he going alone instead of taking her with him and ask him why he doesn't send her off first the sly beast overcome with sudden doubts and suspicions about his friend samoylenko weakened and took a humbler tone but it's impossible he said recalling the night laevsky had spent at his house he is so unhappy what of that thieves and incendiaries are unhappy too even supposing you are right said samoylenko hesitating let us admit it still he's a young man in a strange place a student we have been students too and there is no one but us to come to his assistance to help him to do abominable things because he and you at different times have been at universities and neither of you did anything there what nonsense stop let us talk it over coolly i imagine it will be possible to make some arrangement samoylenko reflected twiddling his fingers 
i'll give him the money you see but make him promise on his honour that within a week he'll send nadyezhda fyodorovna the money for the journey and he'll give you his word of honour in fact he'll shed tears and believe in it himself but what's his word of honour worth he won't keep it and when in a year or two you meet him on the nevsky prospect with a new mistress on his arm he'll excuse himself on the ground that he has been crippled by civilization and that he is made after the pattern of rudin drop him for god's sake keep away from the filth don't stir it up with both hands samoylenko thought for a minute and said resolutely but i shall give him the money all the same as you please i can't bring myself to refuse a man simply on an assumption very fine too you can kiss him if you like give me the hundred roubles then samoylenko asked timidly i won't a silence followed samoylenko was quite crushed his face wore a guilty abashed and ingratiating expression and it was strange to see this pitiful childish shamefaced countenance on a huge man wearing epaulettes and orders of merit the bishop here goes the round of his diocese on horseback instead of in a carriage said the deacon laying down his pen it's extremely touching to see him sit on his horse his simplicity and humility are full of biblical grandeur is he a good man asked von koren who was glad to change the conversation of course if he hadn't been a good man do you suppose he would have been consecrated a bishop among the bishops are to be found good and gifted men said von koren the only drawback is that some of them have the weakness to imagine themselves statesmen one busies himself with russification another criticizes the sciences that's not their business they had much better look into their consistory a little a layman cannot judge of bishops why so deacon a bishop is a man just the same as you or i the same but not the same the deacon was offended and took up his pen if you had been the same the divine grace would have rested upon you and you would have been bishop yourself and since you are not bishop it follows you are not the same don't talk nonsense deacon said samoylenko dejectedly listen to what i suggest he said turning to von koren don't give me that hundred roubles you'll be having your dinners with me for three months before the winter so let me have the money beforehand for three months i won't samoylenko blinked and turned crimson he mechanically drew towards him the book with the spider on it and looked at it then he got up and took his hat von koren felt sorry for him what it is to have to live and do with people like this said the zoologist and he kicked the paper into the corner with indignation you must understand that this is not kindness it is not love but cowardice slackness poison what's gained by reason is lost by your flabby good-for-nothing hearts when i was ill with typhoid as a schoolboy my aunt in her sympathy gave me pickled mushrooms to eat and i very nearly died you and my aunt too must understand that love for man is not to be found in the heart or the stomach or the bowels but here von koren slapped himself on the forehead take it he said and thrust a hundred rouble note into his hand you've no need to be angry kolya said samoylenko mildly folding up the note i quite understand you but you must put yourself in my place you are an old woman that's what you are the deacon burst out laughing hear my last request alexander davidich said von koren hotly when you give that scoundrel the money make it a condition that he takes his lady with him or sends her on ahead and don't give it him without there's no need to stand on ceremony with him tell him so or if you don't i give you my word i'll go to his office and kick him downstairs and i'll break off all acquaintance with you so you'd better know it 
well to go with her or send her on beforehand will be more convenient for him said samoylenko he'll be delighted indeed well good-bye he said good-bye affectionately and went out but before shutting the door after him he looked round at von koren and with a ferocious face said it's the germans who have ruined you brother yes the germans End of chapter 11, recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.